Welcome back to another Wrestling with Ski. Tonight, we're going to talk about Dynamite's return to Wednesday night. Had some great wrestling. Extended some stories. It's, you know, they had some new wrinkles in the stories. And it was all yeah, overall, I consider it a really good night. So, most importantly, really good matches out there. So... We will get to my feelings on all of that after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Welcome back to Wrestling with Ski. Again, sorry for the delay. I was making sure the camera's actually going to work and not sketch out on me. And today we're getting into Dynamite, you know, return to Wednesday night. Which I was excited for. It was the first time, yeah. I got to turn around and try to, you know, watch everything on, yeah, Thursday morning. And it was actually there. So I didn't go, oh, get all pissed off because I forgot that it was moved. Because, yeah, Wednesday nights until next week, I'm normally really, you know, the night is just getting started with Hannah's work schedules. I don't get, you know, the time she's getting off work, I have to be cooking dinner, rise, everything's starting, and I just don't get a lot of time to watch it live. All changes next week. But overall, I'd say it was a really good night. I mean, there was some uh, uselessness. There's always going to be uselessness in TV shows, whether it's wrestling, you know, dramas on TV, comedies. Like, there's always stuff that's going to hurt your head. Um, but it was good. There's a lot of good action. There are some things that we saw coming. There's some things that I called when they made the matches that, you know, obviously happened, but we all knew they were going to happen. So doesn't really hurt my head all that much because we knew it was happening. It's one of those. Again, if you didn't know it was happening, where the hell have you been? What the hell is wrong with you if you didn't see it coming? It was still a hell of a show. And some of the stuff we got to see is, you know, a reason... YAW's, you know, here. Um, I think with other things going on right now, you know, the ratings are where they are for certain shows and stuff. But, and there's a lot of people that are just straight WWE or AEW guys. And I don't look to see the numbers for, you know, people that go and watch it after the fact. You know, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, 2.0, Dynamite, Rampage, like all that. You know, through streaming services or whatever, yeah, I'm sure that number would throw, you know, make all those higher. I don't look to see that, but that's how I normally get to watch is just recording it. Um, but people that are in some of these matches, like they're the reason they're even in the game. So I will give them credit for that. We started out with a great match, great striking has a good back and forth, you know, Punk defeating, you know, Bobby Fish in the opening match. It was a good way to start it. Punk's first match on Dynamite. Back to the pants this week. Kind of wish he'd make up his mind. Him back, you know, in the long pants. Sorry, I'm just a guy for the trunks. Like those long pants, they just, the stars going down and everything. It just doesn't feel right for me personally, regardless just because, you know, the old look that we have there. And after seeing it for so long, it's just weird. Um, whatever makes him comfortable and happy, I mean, it could be depending on the match or what. I 
you know, I'm not inside of his head, figuring out why he's doing it. But otherwise, it was a great, great match. I mean, again, striking back and forth. It made a lot of emphasis talking about how people are using their forearms and elbows and not their hands so they don't break their hand, which is true. And I say, if you're going to hit something, you elbow it up in your hand, less tiny bones in there, much more solid impact. But it was a great match, and it was still a better Bobby Fish than really, I mean, we've seen in years, which is good. And again, it's one of those prime examples, I would say, of people leaving the machine. And, you know, the, he was in NXT, you know, before the 2.0 started and all that, like it. So we had more freedom there. You know, they went on the main roster, but it was still part of the machine. So, you know, as part of the machine, they're still only going to be able to do certain things. And we've seen it with pretty much everybody that has left the machine. Just the guys that have left, you know, and gone to AEW, regardless of which part of the machine they were part of, whether it was down at NXT or they're on the main roster. Like you just have more you could do and get away with in AEW as compared to the machine when it comes to your matches, your moves. Obviously, the vocabulary you're allowed to, you know, use is much larger in AEW. And I like this Bobby Fish better than I liked, you know, any version of Bobby Fish in the machine in NXT. Granted, I still thought he was, you know, really good at what he did. Yeah. And really, for the most part, he was just stuck in that whole in the undisputed era thing for so long and then when that broke down i mean you really barely saw him so you know it's kind of i I say it's a good thing that he's over there now i really do i think it's working out great for him he's showing a better side he's not getting any wins but he is putting on hella good matches sooner or later they have to let him start rolling you know wins and all that because he's just doing too good of matches but him and Punk did a great way to start out the night. And that's pretty much the point, right? I mean, you want to go out there and have that top that moment, which you know, people are always going to do it just with talent that's on the roster. But that was a hell I mean, there's a lot worse ways to start off a show. You know, you could do it by starting off with like, you know, 10, 15 minute talking segments. Yeah, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. I, mean, I don't know who does that, though, but it was a good match. I thoroughly, you know, enjoyed it. Moved us on to MJF with Wardlow and Sean Spears, who hopefully, you know, I mean, it's good to see him doing something after the Ty Dillinger thing, but maybe one day he'll do more with that. But rapidly just beating Bryce Donovan. I mean, I wasn't surprised by it when he came down and then him getting the mic afterwards. Not surprised when they fake Sting's entrance. That's a two, you know, super heel thing to do. And he played it off way better than people doing, like a lot of people do for faking everyone out. And then it finally does happen. Lights, the entrance happens, stings back down you know, behind him with the bat. Attacks everyone, you know, MJF dips out. And then Darby's like there in the corner right there in the crowd. There's as the invisible man costume and takes off his, you know, face covering mask whatever you want to call it and boom it's darby and he goes on the attack he has a skateboard with thumbtacks in it so better in it so that there you go that was pretty cool um but they do their thing 
MJF does the uh, the heel thing and takes off running like a gazelle and lets them get their asses whooped, and that's really sadly their role there. I mean, literally, that's what they're there for. But all Darby says is Max and Full Gear, I believe, ended out the sentence. But they're going to have a match at Full Gear. We see, you know, we'll see what they do with it and how it all plays out. As again, there's the sting factor. There's the Sean Spears Wardlow factor. I mean, a lot of factors involved in it. So it's going to be good to see what they do with it going forward. But now he is back. So that can, you know, change the direction, I guess, of MJF on the mic. Which is good. I mean, because he can do everything. From what I've seen, like he's really, I mean, like to see what he does there, not in the I broke you and you know, you don't even have the balls to show up stuff anymore. Because well, there he was. So we'll see that. And again, a skateboard with thumbtacks embedded in it. Like I'm I, I can dig that idea. It's a pretty good idea in my eyes. So good on him. Uh led us to Tony Shivani. I mean, he was all over the place interviewing Britt Baker, yeah, DMD, and makes her aware that Tony Khan signed a no DQ match between her and Abaddon for Rampage Friday night. And yeah, she has her people there. She made reference to that in that little interview. So at least there's that match set up. We know that people are going to get involved in all that. So, I mean, I want to say I'm almost excited for it, but we all know it's going to, you know, stupid's going to happen, but we'll see with, you know, Conti getting involved, should get involved and make it even like who knows what's going to happen there. But it was a quick little segment. She had her part. He did his part. You know, that's all you can ask for in talking segments. Just make them not suck. And it didn't suck. So there's something positive for the world there. Talking segments that don't suck. And that are believable, which that's really hard if you watch a lot of wrestling. Like there's people you're like, like I know, again, Hannah, not a big wrestling person, where she looks at some people like Lashley and goes, like, really? She doesn't even, like, you know, he, he sounds like he's trying way too hard, which he does. So talking segments don't give people that. I'm okay with. Sammy Guevara defended the TNT title against Ethan Page, and I'll say that was a hell of a match, and the stuff he comes up with is just amazing. Crowd digs. I mean, again, he's got a super move set, and I hate to sound like the guys on commentary, but, you know, every once in a while to see you know, evolve, and that's more, you know, striking or submission, just to add another wrinkle to his offense. And again, that'd probably be a lot, you know, healthier than flying all over the place, but put on a hell of a match, the two of them. I don't care what anyone says, like, that was that was probably right up there, match of the night. I mean, it was that good. Again, Sammy Guevara, Ethan Page, who's surprised that they put on that good of a match? No one should be. And then we got the usual afterwards, Sammy gets the win. Scorpio Sky sprints down and attacks him after the match. Inner Circle comes hauling down to the ring, all in a line to Judas the Jericho lost in line. Jericho does his normal talking. Now this is a tag man, 10-man tag match of full gear. Khan made it a mini bliss street fight. And the pumpkin headed the line towards Lambert. But you know, it says that they're gonna pick which members of the American top team they're gonna fight in that thing with. You know, the men of the year. So we have to look forward to that coming up. And I didn't have to see Lambert, which, you know, 
I have to hear him. So good on that. It's always a good thing to me. Don't care what anyone says. It's always a good thing to me. And we don't have to hear him. And we got to hear Jericho, which is always, again, good. And Pumpkin Headline, you know, because it was Halloween, you know, we all know how those things make me feel. So, you know, damn, I mean, I'm just tired of Halloween references. And, yeah, trick or treat, yeah. We're going to have a lumberjack-o'-lantern match. I mean, just dumb stuff like that always just irks me. But regardless of it, it was a hell of a match between Sammy Guevara and Ethan Page. Sammy always delivers. And that makes it really, you know, enjoyable to watch and worth watching, really. When people could do that, uh, I think he's super talented. And I think he's, you know, really, I mean, up is the only direction you can go from where he is. But I think he's, you know. Now that he's got that TNT championship, you know, the title is going to be, you know, it's really good. I think it's really good for him. I mean, it's a perfect spot. Gives him, you know, a lot of people he can work with. Well, the title picture is so filled right now. I mean, it's full of all kinds of people. So perfect for him. And then, you know, Miro will come back, love match, whatever. But overall, probably the match of the night right there. Stole it. Regardless of everything afterwards, Sammy Guevara's a beast. Ethan Page can go. And I enjoyed it. It led us to the yeah, good promo by Daniel Bryan, Nettie Kingston. And he said his piece and walked off. Daniel gave a very Daniel, you know, promo that you'd expect from with all that fire and the way he delivers it. I mean, that got him so far in WWE. I mean, like he does, I mean, it might seem a lot the same with a bunch of stuff, but he connects with people. People do, you know, love some Brian Danielson. So, while it still sounded very much like the stuff he did in the machine of WWE, like it was still a good promo, and he could still talk better than a lot of people, and he connects with people, which is the really, like, hard thing to do, because you can hear people, like, they got all the belief in themselves and all that, you know, to no end, but they don't connect with anybody. And that's really, like, the key point of a promo, like, you're trying to get your point across, but also connect with people, so they believe it at the same time, and I feel he still has that ability. Again, look at all the people that look how everything worked out in the machine with him. Like where he was, he should not have gotten as big as he was, just with how he looked like it's, it's the machine. Like he doesn't fit the mold. So he can connect with people, which is a good thing. I see how that all works out between him and Eddie. I think he's gonna move on. Looks like I mean. Him moving forward, Mox is moving forward. Like so, it looks like it's going that way. But we'll see how it all goes. And get to Mox later. Lucha Bros announced they're giving FTR an AEW tag title match at Full Gear. While being interviewed with Shivani and Tony Shivani, which again, I think it'll be a hell of a match. I just hope the Lucha Bros win because I, again, we all know how I feel about FTR. They even said they're in you know, peace. I just don't like them. Super talented. Don't get me wrong. They can go with the best of them. It's just, I, I don't know. It wasn't even, you know, it was Dawson when they were in WWE. They hurt my head. Um, yeah, there's just something about him. I don't know. Wheeler's great. He's always been good. 
never mind his, you know, never want to trust him. So I just don't, I don't know. It was one of those I just, I always felt when I first saw them in the machine, again, I've said it before, but they didn't never were going to fit in there. It's like a lot of things, like they're good in the old, you know, NXT black and gold brand there. But once they get through, you're like, they're not going to make it there because they're not going to use them right because they don't use anybody right, really. But should be a good match. We'll see how it works out. First round for the TSB, yeah, TSB. hello, TBS women's title tournament match. You know, the first round of it, Karo Shida defeated Serena Deeb. And I will say that probably right there, second bat, best match of the night. Oh, they really did. Yeah. I felt a phenomenal job with that match, putting everything together. I thought it was really, really good. I mean, great everything. Like back and forth, told a good story. Striking, submissions. Like they did so much. You know, Deeb pulled in the plaque to try to get, you know, she did hit her with it, you know, and boom. Like, and she didn't. Like they put so much into it. And it was one of the best women's matches I've seen since I've been wholeheartedly invested in watching AEW just because the way the timing worked out for the schedule. Now it works out to where I really do have the time. Sooner or later, I catch up with all of it. It's not like I'm way, way behind, which is phenomenal for me. And it gets me to cover more stuff. But that was a great match. Um, compared to some of the stuff I saw last week where even Hannah was looking up going, what the hell is this? Because it was that god awful. Yeah, the Anna Jay and that, like that was that was phenomenal. Sheeta becomes AEW's, you know, first woman to 50 wins, which good on her. She was, you know, trying, she was going for that in her first match with Deeb. Got it now, moved on in the tournament, but after the match, you know, Deeb is attacked with the chair until they finally separated her, for, you know, them from each other. Jerry Lynn even came down, you know, separates. We'll see what they do with where they go forward with it, whether. You know, she's out of the tournament, Serena takes over. They just keep feuding afterwards. I mean, that attack, they're going to keep going after each other. Just, you know, depends on how they put it together, what they decide to do with it going forward. But I think it's going to be really good. Again, those two can go. Best women's match I've, that I remember. I mean, I've seen others. There's just been so many bad ones lately. So, Let's say that was the best one in a while that they've had in AEW and those two. Again, both matches were phenomenal. So good on them going forward. Just don't know how they're going to do it going forward. But obviously, again, chair attack to the knee and all that. They're going to keep it going. Just got to see how it works out. Which moves us to the men's world title eliminator tournament. You know, eliminator match. Dear God, they put enough words into that one. That was a mouthful. But I mean, Mox defeats Dark Order number 10. I mean, rips the mask, bites his face till he's bloody. Uh, number 10 did try to get a comeback, but well, that lasted about three seconds. Bada boom, all done. Mox gets the win. See you later. Bye. And storms out. I think they're, you know, they're dragging that in a good direction. He's doing everything. Uh, it's lined up perfectly for him. All these matches quick. I think the payoff in the last one. Yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. We'll see what they do with him next week. I believe it is. Yeah, let's see what they do with, you know, that match with Orange Cassidy. I don't think it's going to be as fast as these ones, but I still see him getting it and going. And then, you know, again, I see the payoff for the finals for this thing being the big one 
big matches for Mox. I think he's going to really you know, come up then, which is going to be really good. Yeah, depending on how they play their cards and who they want to put in it, you know, that's the really big question that we don't have the answer to. But I mean, I've done some talking with some of my people. Uh, I've heard someone say him and you know Brian. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but the way he's rolling through people, I just don't. I feel bad for Orange because I don't think I don't see him getting it. Just the way they've been playing it off, um, biting his face open to a bloody mess. So that was one way to do it. You know, good on Mox. I haven't seen one of those in a long time. So for what it was, it was good. And he storms off, you know, which is what he does. Quick, easy, to the point, two quick matches for him. Really fast, just whoopings and then on his way. Led us to Cody coming to the ring with Arn. He did spill his guts. Yeah, didn't want to take the easy way out. How much he appreciates, you know, Arn and all that. Before he gets interrupted by Andrade, who, again, I still just, I don't know. Man can wrestle. It's just when he talks. I just have it's not even the accent before anyone says anything like that. I just don't feel it. But him wrestling is great when they let him go and you know he gets to do his thing. So hopefully there'll be more of that. Yeah, they talked about yeah, him not liking Cody, whatever. You know, the exciting part was when the lights kicked off. Lights come back on. There's Malachi in the ring, you know, spits the mist in Cody's eyes. He, yeah, open on him. Just stomp the hell out of Arn, which, you know, obviously it's planned and he was all good to take it and all that, but they do that until the bastard pack comes down to save the day and chase off Andrade and Malachi. So I'm really actually looking forward to see what they do with that, just because the match possibilities we can have with that. I mean, there's lots of, I mean, him and Andrade would be good. Him and Malachi would be phenomenal. Um, again, I always liked him when he was over in the machine, WWE, and he was Neville. No, I mean, him at the end there doing the heel, no, is that the Neville level? I mean, I don't know why they had him drop the title like they did, but I would have left too after that. He was on, he was literally on another level compared to everyone else that was around. And even before he was a heel, like I liked his work when he became a heel, like what this is what he was supposed to be the whole time. Like you felt that you're like, yep. That's it right there. That is 100% what he was always meant to be. And he does it, for, you know, I mean, better than very few. I just, I want to see what they're going to do in that pack, you know, going down to save Cody. What do they do with that? What do they do with, you know, and the matches going forward? He's over, open some great possibilities. It just depends on how they play it all out. And either way, I mean, I like all of them, you know, in the ring, Pack and Malachi. You know, like again, I loved him when he was Alistair. I thought they killed him when he got to the main roster. Then they finally started using him and they dumped him. Uh, so that was the eye thing, though. So I thought that was all dumb. Um, and again, Pack when he was Neville, like he was on fire as a heel until well, they had to drop it to Enzo. So I'll, I'll never understand that. But I'm really excited to see what he does because again, those two right there, just because of their abilities. I always liked them. And again, Neville as a heel, if you didn't like that, like, why do you watch wrestling? Because he was really good. He was really good. So excited to see what they do with all of that, which leads us to the main event. The Dark Order came out dressed like, you know, Kratos and there was a horse. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Dressed up for Halloween. The Elite came out as Ghostbusters with proton packs and all, which Omega even got in the ring wearing 
when he got tagged in, I do wish that they would have figured out if they can get in and out of the ring in it, you know, with it on, because they had trouble getting in there at the beginning with them on. But they still did. I mean, there's all the normal good stuff. I mean, Colt Cabana got power bombed onto all, you know, dropped onto all the Proton Packs one time. He was dressed up like what's his nuts. It was all good. He came running down after they, you know, put him down, took off the horse thing, and it was their dude, you know, taped up. The state puff marshmallow man that came down with the elite ended up being, you know, hangman. And they didn't find out till after he hit Matt Jackson with the dead eye, which set up John Silver to pin Matt Jackson for a dark order victory. And Matt smarting the elite, which doesn't happen very often, but it's a good way to build it. You know, put everything together there to make them look, you know, somewhat, somewhat vulnerable. Is you know they normally are on top of all these things. So that was really good. And overall, I say it was a really good night. I mean, that was a good match. Had all of its spots for what it was. Um, Deeb, that match was great. Say whatever you want about that was one of the best women's matches you've seen in a while, her and Sheeta, the two of them there that were great. Sammy Guevara, obviously. Yeah, Ethan Page, match of the night. Punk and Fish was a great way to start it off and to show it off what they both could do. So I can't really complain about a lot of it. I mean, there was some sloppiness, you know, useless talking stuff here and there, but, you know, that always happens. Uh, got to see Darby come back again with the skateboard and bed with thumbtacks. That was cool. Like, there's a lot of it. A good stuff was it the greatest thing. No, but had some good matches, extended some stories, and kept people interested, which is really the whole entire point of it. Last time I checked, so overall a victory for them. Now the only thing to wonder is what they're getting. Yeah, you know, that match is going to be tomorrow night between uh, Britt Baker. And then look at this before I go and screw up that name because I know Abaddon. There you go. See. I kept wanting to put the letters backwards in my head. But not Adabon. My brain's not good at that. But that'll be good and see what they do with it. You know, I mean, that's the way for them to try to get ratings. You know, I mean, push everything forward, but to help with ratings on that show. Um, I'd like to see the numbers total when they switch everything together. But that's, again, you know, when you add Hulu views and like all that, people recording it, you know, the numbers continue. Um, but it was a good night. Pulls it on towards, you know, forward towards full gear. You know, might have started some new stuff, extended stuff. Again, it, it's all you want. People came back. Uh, there was some pointless stuff, but some quick matches. But, you know, you knew they were going to be. So you're not upset about it. Like when you, when you see it coming, it's okay. So all good stuff. Um, also, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because, you know, the artist formerly known as The Fiend, yeah. Mr. Rotunda did put out uh, two days out on his social media yesterday, which leads us to tomorrow. So does that mean, you know, what does that mean? He's showing up on AEW? Is he showing up somewhere? It's obviously not Ring of Honor. He gonna main impact? Is he going to, you know, Japan? Is he going to show up on SmackDown and just choke the life out of someone? I mean, that gives you something to look forward to, too. So keep an eye out for that and to see where all the Ring of Honor people go now that the way they're doing it and letting so much talent go and all that to redo everything. Like, waiting to see where that goes. But overall, it was a good night of wrestling. It was a good morning to catch up on it all. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And 
there seemed to be less filled, you know, run into that show than there was the Halloween Havoc, which just seemed like it was never ending, just stuff going on. So, again, so far, can't complain much about the week. I mean, Monday was exactly what we expected for Monday, so that was kind of a bummer. But Halloween Havoc had good matches, and it was good. Yeah, you know, some good stuff. And Dynamite wasn't bad, so it was a good week so far. Tomorrow, tomorrow is tomorrow, so we got to you know, Friday night SmackDown. And Rampage to see what they're going to do there, see what Wyndham does. I'm excited about it all, but we're going to have to wait and see what they do with that. So keep, you know, we'll post it as soon as we figure something out on the page. But I appreciate the watch or the listen. If you're watching, I know you're doing it for all that stuff over there. You're not doing it to look at this ugly mug. So I appreciate that. If you're listening, I appreciate that. Uh, Remember, follow along on all the platforms, comment on the video, share them out. Let me know what you think, you know, so it gets. Yeah, more eyes and ears across all the platforms and gives me feedback. Start some conversations and uh, be back tomorrow. Who knows what we're going to cover tomorrow because there's anything to watch tonight. So I'll leave that one for a surprise for y'all. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your night. Be good to each other. Catch up on all the wrestling for the week if you haven't watched it yet. And until tomorrow, my friends, enjoy yourselves and peace.